Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown's Guide to the At Home. I'm Kristen, and I don't have Will with me today because he is still on paternity leave. But during the spinoff, I get to talk to other people who I admire about what they've enjoyed during the quarantine. And today, I am so excited to talk to M. Schultz of And That's Why We Drink about what they have been into during this bizarro time. Hello, M. Hello. Thank you. Wow, it's a very nice uh, introduction. Thank you for the warm welcome. Oh my God. I couldn't be happier to have you. Oh, so stop it. Oh, come on. So here are some things that even though your show is about the paranormal and true crime, there are like food and drink based things that jump to mind for me when I think of you, which is yeah. weird, but I think that it's might com- say more about me. Oh no, it's a compliment to me because really my my true passion is eating and until i'm just too big to too big and too lazy to like make it on my own for the rest of the day look you and me but i think that's probably why we both live with another person (laughs) that can help facilitate our movement through the day even though we're incredibly full (laughs) i'm just a i'm a walking sandwich at this point so (laughs) well beautiful so on on and that's why we drink you are the milkshake portion of mm-hmm. enjoying drinking. Your co-host, whose name I know and I'm blanking on at the moment. It's okay. She, I, I'm, I'm the more rememberable one anyway. So, um, <laughs> no, her name's Christine. She's Duh, a, thank a, you. a peach, a peach, yes, by she, the way. A, a fine gal. <laughs> yeah, Christine. Christine is yes. the alcohol portion of that's why we, and that's why we drink. You are the milkshakey portion. And yes. recently the London fog portion. I don't know how that happened, um, but yes, you are right. And actually, since I mentioned sandwiches, they have also become a thing in, in some recent episodes where at the beginning of January, I deemed – we were afraid of, of jinxing this year because we said 2020 was going to be amazing in our January episodes last year. Yeah, thanks so We were lot. like, let's not – you're welcome. I mean, I was <laughs> like – Let's not say anything bad. And I was like, my only prediction for 2021 is that it's going to be the year of good sandwiches. And I was like, even if everything else goes to shit, you are going to eat one of the best sandwiches of your life. And people really got into it. I was getting pictures of people's sandwiches every single day. People have been asking me to keep a sandwich log. Uh, so I have a sandwich log of every sandwich I've eaten this year so far. Nine out of, nine, nine out of 10, all of the sandwiches have been amazing. So I guess oh. I was right. Can you um, share some of those? I don't know if you have the log in front of you, if you want to just go off the top. But basically, I was teeing you up to ask you about your favorite foods lately. <laughs> Done. Well, <laughs> this is going to be at least an hour-long podcast now. Fine by um, me. Well, first of all, my favorite food that people know me to scream about all the time is steak. I am definitely uh, – Pro- the, the I there's nothing I love more than a good steak. Mm-hmm. I have had some good steak sandwiches also to bridge the gap. Um, yes. The sandwich I had last night was, I didn't measure it, but it was from my wrist to my armpit. Oh my God, that's awesome. So you basically like shaggied it from yeah. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> they, they told me at the store, they're like, do you want me to cut it? And I was like, I do not. I, <laughs> I really, that. I want the adventure. Um, <laughs> uh, let me think. Some of my favorite sandwiches have surprised me. I have whoa, really- Whoa, 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 whoa. What was on this sandwich last night? Oh, okay. I see, I see, I see. Uh, yeah. I, well, there was- Turkey. Usually, mm-hmm. if we're going with like a cold cut sandwich, I go for either roast beef or turkey. Yeah. Um, this one was a turkey sandwich. It had some spicy mustard. It had 
uh, mayo. It had some red peppers to it. Mm. Um, I love a good red pepper spicy mustard combo. That's usually Mm -hmm. a a safe bet with me. Um, Tomato. I do like tomato. I know there's kind of a controversy on who likes tomatoes and who doesn't because some people don't like the some people don't like the slime. I'm I'm for it. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really delicious. I that ate the entire awesome. thing. <laughs> I ate the entire thing. It took me 34 minutes because I was curious um, how long it would take. Um, <laughs> Did you have so, a side? Do you have chips or anything? Yeah, I so uh, I can't eat a good sub without um, like original kettle chips. Like I want yeah. that crunch. Yeah, so, I'm with you. I need a little crunch too. I had two bags of chips, and I mm-hmm. divvy. My girlfriend thinks I'm a crazy person because I. Before. You're talking to the right person. I have all kinds of right. food idiosyncrasy. Yesterday, my husband and I both went and got pizzas, like kind of individual sized ones. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about what I was doing, but I lifted the corner on the way home for it to to vent a little bit because I wanted yeah. to eat as soon as I got home. I and he, he looked over and he was like, are you venting your pizza? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's just kind of like shook his head. I mean, he acted like he was upset with it, but he knew what you were doing. So it wasn't a, a first time situation. It's just, it's never as simple as me just getting a food. It's just, well, there's just like always <laughs> something I got to be doing with it. So I get well, it. Well, with the chips for my sandwich, I, I dumped out two bags of chips because I thought half will go to the left side and half will yeah. go to the right yeah. side of my sandwich. <laughs> and then, so get this. <laughs> and the chips, I had to divvy them out so I could get the right crunch proportion for each bite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's like the one, there's the kettle chips that are like, the losers of the bag where like they are just a flat chip. And then there's the ones that are Tiny. folded. There, there's the ones that are folded over and they're kind of intermingled with others. And it's like, you know, that one's going to rock your goddamn world. Absolutely. So I would, I would marry them with a flatter chip and get just like a solid double chip crunch for each bite of the sandwich. And my girlfriend was like, it took you 34 minutes to eat the sandwich, but it took you an hour to prepare for it. It was right there in front of me the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, look, I had the best experience from beginning to end because I prepared. So anyway, I'm glad oh, you understand. Oh, I absolutely. Let me ask you something. How how do you eat pizza? Do you have a method there? Um, It depends on what type of pizza. Um. Let's say just like a standard, just, you know, a New York slice. Ugh, which I don't get out here, by the way. I know, um, I know. But, you know, just like a triangle of pizza. I, I like to, so I was raised by two New Yorkers. So mm-hmm. I, I was taught that you can't do anything without making sure there's a solid amount of garlic powder and pepper flakes on it. And you got to do, do the fold and eat it sideways. That's yeah. That's what I learned growing up. But now that I'm out here and I get all these like hipster, bougie, vegan pizzas, it's mm-hmm. like, just throw it in your mouth. I don't care. <laughs> just eat it. Okay. Let me let me give you a tip about pizza that I yeah. wonder if you'll enjoy. Okay. It's a little bit hard to explain, but we're talking about eating just a New York slice or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can fold it. You're eating it as normal for a while. You are eyeballing how much like cheese and sauce area is left in consideration to how wide the crust is. Yeah. When they're about at the same width, like there is, let's say, an, a half, no, nah, it wouldn't be a half. Let's say there's an inch left of cheese stuff and an inch of crust. Right. Then I fold them together so that the cheese is on top of the crust. And then I eat it almost as though it were a sub where the bottom of the crust is underneath. There's cheese I- and then the top of the crust. I hear it. That makes so much more sense because what I've been doing, I also check for the cheese proportion because I don't like plain crust. I, it's mm-hmm. got to have cheese and sauce on it. I agree. 
I've just been like really like widening yes. my mouth to get the whole piece of bread in there. Mm-hmm. Had I known that it can literally just fold it. <laughs> That would have made things so much easier. <laughs> do that sometimes too, and but I do it in two bites. So I'm biting like part of the cheese and sauce, and then getting the bread as well. And I'm uh-huh. keeping an eye on the line, and it's a whole I, thing. The fold is a little easier. I always end up with like a weird half, like whatever the the size of the crust you get is. I end mm-hmm. up with half of that because the top half of that bread went to the the last cheese sauce part. So then I have weird crusts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying weird thin crusts. Yes, I absolutely get what you're saying. And here's another thing that I do that could help with that. I sometimes, if I'm not doing my fold over thing, I don't know what circumstance I'm under that I'm not doing that. But (laughs) if it happens, I will eat up to the line of the crust. Then if I'm eating another piece of pizza, I tear off a piece of that crust. Mm -hmm. I put it on the pizza that I'm about to bite. So I'm getting that same like crust and cheese and sauce experience for the length length of that pizza. Then I just keep adding the crust to the next slice of pizza that I'm eating. You are brilliant. That's <laughs> that's what I've that's what I've needed. Well, that's where you've been over. missing. <laughs> Interviews done. That's <laughs> frankly all the time we have. That's all the energy we have because now we're also both hyped and exhausted from being hyped. My my pizza on Postmates is going to be here any second. I need to try something. Hang on. <laughs> oh my god. I I highly recommend. But that's what I'm saying. It's just it's always a thing with me. So I, I really you. understand you like finding. That's a level up though on chips. Like I've always liked those chips that are a fold and have another piece of a chip in there, but I haven't like gone as far as opening the bag so I can seek them out. And I guarantee you I'm doing that next time. It'll change your life. Yeah. You don't don't know. I mean, there is the fun mystery. It's like, oh, what chip am I going to get? But then like, it's going to really damage your, your sandwich experience in those 30 seconds. If you don't just prepare. And if you take a big fat crunchy one with a thin one, then not only are you eating two chips at once, but the, the, the ones that hadn't been promoted to really crunchy now mm-hmm. have a purpose. Yeah, that's you know? you're absolutely right. And also then you're ensuring that your last bites are really good because if you're just reaching into the bag willy-nilly, the last bites you're going to get are those flat chips and even small chips you might get. And I'm then your you. last bites of your sandwich are like, all right, you know, but I'm you're going to you. always end on a high note the way that you do it. <sighs> I'm glad we had this discussion. Me I'm- too. <laughs> thank, thank you, Bethany Watson, for bringing us together. <laughs> and Angel, I told you, heaven sent. It was, uh, it was divine. Above. It was divine. <laughs> it truly was. Okay, now, all right, now I'll ask you a little bit more of a traditional quarantine entertainment sure. question, even though I truly could talk about food with you we didn't even talk about fucking milkshakes or london fox at all no we didn't okay oh yeah yeah. okay let's not move on yet (laughs) have you had a favorite milkshake recently uh so the fun thing about and that's why we drank is we've been doing it for four years and Mm -hmm. my plan originally when we thought we'd only have like five (laughs) episodes is that i would have a milkshake every week and now i'm like oh that's a lot i was gonna get sick of milkshakes really fast and especially Back then, we were recording at like 8 o'clock at night, so a milkshake was warranted. But then we started recording at like 9 a.m., and I was like, first of all, how am I going to find a milkshake available? I'm sure shit not making that at 9 a.m. I would say you have to make it, yeah. Yeah, Uh, where am I going to find one at 9 a.m.? And also, I don't want to drink one at 9 a.m. And on top of that, I found out that I have a little bit of a dairy complex uh, Mm -hmm. where... 
I'm lucky I'm not one of those people where it affects my stomach, but it it's forms some sort of coating on my throat where I just clear my throat nonstop. Yeah, to it's, a point, it's phlegm building. It is. And it, I, it, I now, I don't know if I've developed this over time <laughs> now, but I it makes me clear my throat to a point where I develop hiccups. Oh. And so uh, people used to hear me in all of the episodes, like clearing my throat nonstop, or my co-host had to edit all of my throat clearing out. <laughs> and so um, someone recently asked like, oh, how come you don't clear your throat so often or we don't hear that? And I'm like, because oh, I'm not drinking milkshakes every time we right. record. Yeah, I'm so- not chugging milk essentially every time <laughs> we turn on the recorder. Uh, so I do still drink milkshakes. I just don't drink them all the time. It's more now just my symbol on the show. Right. Um, but uh, what is my favorite that I've had recently? I've discovered. Oh, that's a bigger question. Mm. Um, I usually go, I don't really like vanilla based ice cream at all. So it's usually Mm -hmm. a chocolate thing. And there's few things that mix well with chocolate. If you want like a perfect milkshake. So usually it's like a peanut butter or a, a mint Mm -hmm. milkshake. Um, but my favorite ice cream in general it used to be a pudding dessert, but I guess they just turned it into an ice cream treat over here is worms and dirt where you would have like oh, the yeah. Oreo and the gummy worms on top. So there's a place nearby that makes a worms and dirt milkshake. So that's cur- currently my favorite. And I, they also put like brownies and hot fudge in there. It's like a lot of dirt, but it's very good. That sounds really, really good. That reminds me of at Trader Joe's. I can't remember what the name of it is, but there is a cho- it's a white chocolate bar that has gummy bears in it. Oh. And so it sounds like and is a weird combo, but it's very good. It does feel I imagine my teeth wouldn't enjoy the texture because it's one thing that's so soft and one thing that's so hard. True. I, I'd say it's a softer white chocolate. It's not too like it's jarring. Not, like it's not sharp and cracking. Cr- cr- no. Okay. No, you're not like working to break the chocolate so you're biting really hard and then you're just like squishing through a gummy bear. Mm. It's um no, it works. It works. Okay, I'm down. Look, I'm not going to I'm not going to turn down candy. <laughs> no, so, not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, London Fogs. Yeah, so Are you making these at home? Are you going out for your London Fog? Those I make at home sometimes. Uh mm. I but I there is really something rewarding about just having it given to you. <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean everything. Get, I with everything, sure. I mean they have there is science that proves that a sandwich that someone makes for you tastes better because there was either yeah. love put into it or they at least took away your your need to have to uh, physically mm-hmm. get up and do it yourself. So I imagine it's the same with like I like having them delivered to me every now and then. So for sure. Um, I would always prefer it delivered, but I do make them at home. It's for those wondering, it's just black tea, milk mm-hmm. and vanilla syrup. Yep. Um, and it's usually Earl Grey tea, right? Earl Grey tea. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I get them hot and I get them cold at Starbucks. They have an iced London fog, which is what the current rage is all about. I know. Yeah. And uh, so I was just talking about them, which is weird. I've I've had them since I was a little kid. I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm definitely a tea drinker. And for the Me most too. part, that's 99% of how I take my tea anyway. Just a lot of milk and a lot of sugar. It's basically mm-hmm. a lemon fog. Mm-hmm. And one day I decided to talk about it or maybe Christine copied me and also got one and it got us on, <laughs> on topic. She, she started having London fogs because I wouldn't shut up about them. Yeah. And it just became a thing where people, I mean, Starbucks is 
selling out. We have seen like people complaining, like companies complaining that it's like selling out places. And I'm not helping because I am enabling it 1000% because if you join our, and that's why we drink Patreon, we do this thing called uh, London Fog Fridays, where if you take a picture of, if you tag me in a picture of you with your London Fog, you get put into a, a drawing um, where you win uh, $5 or a London Fog on me. And also you get a shout out in our newsletter. And so I feel bad. A lot of people who listen to the show and work for coffee shops are like, what have you fucking done? And so, <laughs> but it's so delicious. And so I, I don't really regret it. It it really is. Oh, sorry. I, I love them. I too, like I can drink half calf coffee, but just like regular coffee makes me feel insane. I don't so, even like the taste of coffee. I've just, I don't even I get that. It tastes kind of gross. It's the same thing with why milkshakes are my thing on and that's why I drink because I've actually never drank alcohol. Um, Bethany told me. And it's just because anytime I've tried it, it just tastes gross. And people are like, oh, you have to develop a taste for it. And I'm like, why would I waste my time doing that when ice cream is here right now? <laughs> I could just eat that. Yeah, so completely. I've always, I've always been a... I, I pretty much my whole drinking diet is water, milk, or tea. With mm-hmm. milk in it. So uh, that's about it. And I can't drink fruit juices anymore. I get really bad acid reflux. So it's really, if it's not tea or milk, I don't drink it. So. <laughs> if it's not tea or milk, I'm not interested, M. Schultz. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm so on board with the whole London Fog thing. They're Thank so you. delicious. And it's so cute seeing people like share them and tag you and you repost them every Friday. It's such like a delightful, cozy little club to be in. Wait, well, we actually we have a name if you join the Patreon where it's called the London Fog Society and the T in society is spelt T-E-A. So naturally. The society. And uh it's become a weird thing. People are asking for membership cards, which we I'm in the middle of actually literally making up membership cards for people. People want pins and shirts and people have been creating logos and it's it's really turned into something. It's turning into what I thought the sandwich thing would be. But right. That didn't happen. I wonder if if it's because sandwiches are a little bit less like aesthetically pleasing in a way. Like you can think of a London fog and everybody likes a picture of like milk being poured into a coffee or tea drink and looking all swirly and romantic. I wonder if there's something about the look, you know? Maybe, but you would think I mean, I'm sure I could come up with like sandwich Sundays or something and I and yeah. people would not be shy to show me their disgusting looking sandwiches either. That's um. true. Honestly, <laughs> your your Insta stories would be less charming. Still cool, but sharing would be grosser because It'd I do be one think of a kind. little bit of a you had to be there sort of thing with sandwiches. Like <laughs> this was really good, but it looks really disgusting. Yeah, I feel like there would have to be like maybe a if I had the time to do it, it's not that I wouldn't want to, but I don't know yeah. if I'd have the time. But if I could have people send in not their sandwiches, but their them making the sandwich and whoever had the most wild experience, you know, they should win something, I think. That- so especially because it's such a triumph to make a sandwich yourself. Because as you said, you're absolutely right. It's way better when somebody else makes it. Exactly. Also, salads are that way. I think yeah. that when you try to make them at home, like we try to be a little bit too virtuous yeah, sometimes. Also, like we're not I've, putting on quite as much dressing or for a sandwich, quite as many condiments. We need somebody who has no personal stake in our health to be like, 
slapping mayo on there and stuff. That's true. And I also, the only time I made a salad, because it was so fucking difficult, I never did it again. Yeah. But I am someone who my eyes are always bigger than my stomach. So mm-hmm. then I made a salad that pretty much demanded I eat salad three times in a row. And I was like, ugh, no, thank you. So I've done anyway. the same thing because the second you put dressing on it, it the clock is ticking. Yeah. Well, like, also remember, I like tomatoes and those things go bad real quick once you cut them open. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so funny that we're just talking about food. Look, uh, this is like my favorite interview I've done in a long time. So I'm, I'm having a good time. Whatever. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could talk about food all fucking day. Don't worry. Oh, all right. Here's one for, let's talk about food a little bit more because we're both enjoying it. Yeah. Here's one for you. What are some of your, do you ever drink like soda or seltzer or anything like that? You know how some people have like a store of different kinds of seltzers. What's your, I know you said it's pretty much milk and tea, but is there anything else going on? I used to be a, massive soda drinker. I was an only child and left alone a lot. And Mm -hmm. uh, my parents had, we were one of those people who uh, just had like the fridge in the garage full of drinks. And it was just kind of like, grab what you want. I would drink like 10 fucking sodas a day. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think at one point I disgusted myself and I was like, as a child, which is even harder to do. Honestly, is to just like let yourself go with abandon (laughs) until it's just no longer appealing. My mom, I mean, this was granted the 60s, but uh, she asked her dad if she could like have a cigarette and he was like, yeah, but you have to smoke the entire pack. And it was to teach her to just never fucking want to do it again, uh, yep. which which worked. And I feel like the, the soda was my generation's version where I drank so many sodas in one day that even I hated myself. And so yeah. there was a long time where I didn't touch soda. And now I think I have a healthy amount of it where I have, uh, I really don't drink soda except for three different foods where it's a must. Mm. If I'm eating pizza uh-huh. or f- four foods, if I'm eating pizza, if I'm eating hamburgers, yep. if I'm eating Chipotle and if I'm eating McDonald's, mm-hmm. those, those three things, if I'm not, I can't eat them without drinking either a Coke or Dr. Pepper. Okay. I am very with, if I'm having a burger, I'm definitely having a soda. Mm-hmm. They just feel like they go together. And there's something about the grease of a pizza yep. that the, the the Coke just cuts it, you know? Yeah, I guess it maybe the carbonation, even if it's just like <clears throat> mentally thinking about it, you're like, this this makes sense. Like it's mm-hmm. like a solvent and then a base or whatever. It's something about like if something is too – if it's uh, – I was about to say if something's too spicy, none of those things are spicy. Uh, <laughs> but if – uh, there's something if it's got like a really intense flavor, only something as punchy as a soda mm-hmm. – can can alleviate it but i can't have any of those without a soda and uh my favorite soda though isn't dr pepper or coke it's actually cheer wine which i don't get out here anymore but it was a southern soda i've Um, heard of that what what is that oh it's the best it's uh it's basically like a really 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 cherry coke yeah okay Ooh, i would very much like that it's good i i i my childhood, I remember drinking a lot of cheer wine and drinking a lot of cream soda. Those were like my two <sighs> favorites. And now over here, I really just stick with like Coke based stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? We grow up. We do. That's, we <laughs> that's do. What that is. What about at the movies? I know we haven't gone to the movies in a long time, but at the movies, do you get a soda? Uh, you. You know what's weird is I. 
I was never one of those families who was taught to like smuggle food into the theater, Mm -hmm. but then it became like a fun niche thing in college of like, I had no money and now I needed to learn late in the game how to do it. Yeah. And so I would just bring whatever drink I could. There was one time where we, me and my girlfriend at the time, we tried to bring in as much as we possibly could just for the story of it. Mm -hmm. And we had like a box of donuts in our pants (laughs) and shit. It was really fun. (laughs) But I remember having like soda bottles strapped to my socks and like just walking in really What did you wear? Like, were you wearing like Jenkos? I I was wearing (laughs) oversized sweatpants. So the bagginess was available to me. Yes. Um, And then I, the the trick always, because my favorite thing to do still is bring a Chipotle burrito into the, into the movies. I like this. Hoodie. (gasps) Put it in your hoodie. (laughs) It works every time. If you work at a movie theater, don't look in people's hoodies. And if you smell Mexican food, leave it alone. <laughs> that is so I, – I remember that when um, the Atkins diet was, like, a huge thing, mm-hmm. I remember my friend telling me that his mom – like, they went to the movies and the friend got popcorn or candy or whatever, and the mom had smuggled in just, like, dry turkey burgers. Fantastic. And I know. <laughs> and I always think of that as, like, one of the funniest, weirdest things to bring into a movie theater – but the Chipotle burrito specifically in your hood, I think is yeah. now going to stick in my head as well. It works because it's supposed to sag anyway. You've got a little extra to right. wrap it around, you know, to so no one would know. Yeah. Um, but that's my favorite. The most recent time I actually went to the movie theater, the last time I went to the movie theater, uh, right before the pandemic started, we went to, we had a live show in Maine and Vermont that weekend. And I don't remember which place this was. But I went to, I like to stay later than my co-host uh, and mm-hmm. our producer because they come out with with me, obviously. Yeah. They are needed. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> But I always stay earlier and later than them so I can make an experience of being in that town. Yeah. And I went to the movie theaters one night and I brought in, I'd seen on this website, like, you've got to try this place's chicken pot pie. And I was like, well, the movie starts soon. So I smuggled the chicken pot pie in. And... <laughs> That was fun. I mean, I'm not against it. It's Oh, I'm not against any of it. You're reminding me once. So the movie theater that's by us has a Starbucks really close by. Mm. And you're reminding me that I was like, it's kind of a gross thing to smuggle in, but I did it anyway. Oh. I um, got like those Starbucks sous vide egg bites. <laughs> of all things. <laughs> you know what? Those are the easiest to hide, though. Those are tiny. That's what I was thinking. I was like, they come in like a little sleeve. I can put them right in my purse. And so I had that and I was, I saw, what's that movie called? Like Britney runs runs a marathon or something. (laughs) I'm like watching. (laughs) I was all the way in the back. It was in like one of the small theaters because they know like nobody's going to come see this movie or whatever. (laughs) So I was in like close quarters with people by myself eating eating eggs, eggs, (laughs) watching someone train for a marathon. (laughs) proudly proudly i ate my eggs and i think i used the little fork that came with them oh that's what reminded that's what reminded me because you must have had to use a utensil for your chicken pot pie right i did um those the utensils are easy to hide the pot pie was not i tried to do the hoodie thing it didn't work i ended up luckily it was about negative 50 million degrees that day because it was february in vermont or something that thing must have been steaming that pot it was. pie. It was. I was really lucky that I could just do like the sh- the jacket throw over. Yes. So no one no one noticed. And obviously I would have a million jackets in Vermont. So right. it worked. But it was um, 
I had to think about it really hard. The the Uber guy on the way there helped me figure out how to sneak it in. So <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, I got to be honest. I know your car smells like chicken pot pie right now because I made you pick this up with me. But also, how am I going to get this in the movie theater? <laughs> <laughs> so do do you drive in L.A.? I do. I okay. Do. What's yeah. your policy on eating while driving? Uh, as long as it's not soup, mm-hmm. I'm pretty uh, flexible. I. I do the eating at red lights thing. Um, When I was a teenager, I was much more reckless with my eating. Uh, If it's something that someone else can feed me as I drive, that's usually the first thing I do. Yeah. Um, What I've done recently is recently now that I have um, uh, now that I have like food delivery availabilities, which has been only in the last few years. Mm -hmm. uh, Usually if I really want to eat something, I'll order it on my way home and it'll meet me there. And then I just don't have to worry about eating while driving. But if I'm on a road trip, usually I will just park and eat it and enjoy it and listen to a show. But if I'm in a pinch, Mm -hmm. I'll do it at red lights. Yeah. I get, so the pinch and red lights thing I think is I do you, did you watch Dexter when it was on a little, I wasn't like the world's biggest fan though. I think that's fine. Um, you didn't okay. miss that much. I, I don't know any real like uh, like any real context to it beyond like the log line of the show. Right. Well, if he really enjoyed eating while driving. It was like a thing. Mm-hmm. And I like Dexter in the same way. I specifically enjoy it. And I couldn't tell you exactly why. I think it's almost Pavlovian at this point, though, that I like really? know that I eat when I drive. So I frequently will bring snacks with me places that I'm going to eat while I'm driving. And the one rule I have is that it can't be something that needs a utensil. Other than that, all bets are off. That's fine. I and I used to. Um, I think what's more interesting uh, than eating while driving is the things I'm not afraid to eat while walking in public. Oh, because I, I'm I'm one of the people who will carry like a bowl from my home and eat cereal <laughs> on the sidewalk, and like <laughs> that feels so illegal, and I know it. And maybe that's why I like it because it's the rush of like I know other people are uncomfortable, but in a safe way. But oh, that's awesome. We used to, I don't live there anymore, but the house before this, my, I live with my girlfriend and I also have a roommate that's been my roommate, uh, for the last like five years now at different places. Um, and when we used to live at the previous place, we were within walking distance of a pizza place and a Starbucks oh, and nice. we used to get Starbucks together all the time, but even if it was nighttime and he was in the middle of cooking, I'd be like, I'm going to go to Starbucks. He'd be like, oh, let me just like throw this in a bowl real quick. And he would just eat like spaghetti marinara to on the way to Starbucks. And <laughs> we got the weirdest looks and it's not wrong to do, but it is wrong no. to do. You it's know? not wrong. It's unusual, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. Like it feels like your silverware shouldn't be breaching your property line. <laughs> yeah, that is how it feels. Well, also how often, like you really got to be walking to somewhere nearby to yeah. be willing to bring dishes that you now have to carry that are dirty. Yeah, so, that's the thing. Like, what do you do with them when you're done? Then you're just like holding a bowl. Yeah. Uh, it's probably like the same kind of feeling, like, um, forgive me, but like when uh, somebody is done watching porn and they're just like, ew, what just happened here? <laughs> so you're like, you're like, why am I holding this bowl now? <laughs> It's like, it's just reminding me of like what could have not been, you know, the the depravity of what I just did. And now I'm just, I'm satisfied and I just have to sit in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's probably exactly the right fe- I think you perfectly nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> just the remnants of my shame. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You just, there's just evidence, but you can't just like <laughs> click the, the window away. You just have to hold your bowl and your fork. <laughs> It's like bringing your porn outside and everyone knows yeah. what you did. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> the humiliation. It's probably part of it, you bunch of sickos. <laughs> um, I'm I'm backtracking, but I'm thinking you talking yeah. about getting Starbucks at night just reminded me of this. Yeah. I just became aware of the fact that Starbucks makes their chai latte concentrate in a decaf version. Do they? Um, yes. So, like, this, you can get that at, like, Target and stuff like that. I actually ordered it today. I'm doing a Target pickup, and I'm getting it later. So, oh at gosh. any time of the day or night, I can be having an iced chai latte. Well, I just realized that there's a Starbucks near me that has drive through until midnight. Oh. And it really is a game changer. It's not a good one. Because yeah, I know. It's encouraging the worst, but there are many times at 10 where I'm like, damn, I could really use a Lennon fog right now. And now I've yeah. got that abil- ability to do it. So Right. That's completely possible. You have the access. Yeah. We're learning we're learning big things about Starbucks. Not This is, by the way, sponsored by Starbucks? No. <laughs> if only. If only. Starbucks, call me. <laughs> Did you ever work as a barista or anything? I worked at Chipotle. Okay. Um, which is a food barista as far as yeah, I'm truly. concerned. And... Uh, it was fine. It was yeah. a college job. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I especially didn't hate the discount of, uh, I guess it, this isn't the same at every place. Every store has its own discounts for the employees. But ours, if you worked there, if you worked there that day, you got to eat there for free, whether or not you were bringing it home, <clears throat> which was nice. Sweet. Yeah. So you could really stock up on shit and call it free if you worked that day and then just like have a burrito party later. That's and amazing. And then uh, if you didn't work that day, it was still 50% off all the time. So worst case scenario, I just had 50% Chipotle discounts at my leisure. And this was at the height. I don't know if, I don't think this is the case anymore, but Mm -hmm. I was part of that. uh, I was at college age during the Chipotle craze where people were like obsessed. Like, I don't know if people are aware of that today. There was a definite Chipotle boom. There was something going on. And that was when I worked there. And so when I was like, I felt like king of the castle in college. Yeah. And I was like, I've got a 50% discount. Who wants in? And people would just <laughs> flock to Chipotle. That's insane social currency. It really, I was, it really helped me. It really oh, boosted yeah. my, and that was, I had a lot of college jobs all at one time that they were all pretty cool jobs, but that mm-hmm. was the one that I think most people cared about. So yeah. What were yeah. the other jobs? Uh, well, the one that people know best on, and that's why we drink is that I was also a ghost hunter. Um, oh yeah that's right that's awesome i was also a uh i i worked at a kite shop um, mm-hmm. on the boardwalk i that's pretty was, sweet it was nice i also was a segway tour guide at the same time i was i was a boat builder for a little bit i uh was a tour guide for i was a lot of tour guides i was a tour yeah. guide for a a museum right across the street from the segway ghost kite shop um, because those were all three a one stop shop. All three of those shops were one place. All those jobs were one place. And then, um, what else? I was a tutor on campus for sociology students. Even though I was a psychology major, 
Um, and then <laughs> whatever. I was also a telemarketer for, uh, there was like a paid internship for some professor who was trying to like gather a bunch of info for one of his research data things or something. Yeah. Yeah. But none of those got you 50% off guac. So yeah, I mean the, and the, that was the best thing to bring to the library in the middle of the night. Cause Chipotle would close at 10, which really meant you got off at midnight right. and then I'd have to start studying and I would just have like hot and ready Chipotle at midnight. It was pretty, pretty swanky. Oh, that rules. Don't you, do you look back at that time and think to yourself, like, how did I do all that? You know what I mean? Like being like a full-time student and then working a ton. I did that at one point too. And I think about it. I'm like, how, how would I go to school from like, I was in cosmetology school. So it was like a nine to five kind of thing. And then I would leave there and go to Starbucks until like whatever time and then do that all again over and over. It's crazy. It was also, I mean, and when I, this is, this is actually, you know what, this is me tooting my own horn Um, because that year was the busiest year of my life. It was all like, I put that on myself. I like Mm -hmm. could have just gone to fucking class and slept for the rest of my life, but I had I was in six classes, so I was, and you only needed five, I think, to be a full-time student. I I was doing an extra class Mm -hmm. because I was a double major, so I usually had to um, do more classes um, at a time. So I'd had that, and I had, I I think at one point it was nine or ten jobs at one time, and I was um, in, like, Greek life on campus for, I was in four, three or four different Greek group, Greek and did you I, have like Hermione's time turner? <laughs> How did this happen? And I was on like I was like uh, on like the the board or like I was like at the president or treasurer or whatever of like ten different clubs on campus all at one time, oh and I God. and I had a girlfriend I was trying to like maintain. So I was busy, but it was also the year that I got the best um, the best grades. That's because, awesome. Uh, because I didn't, people were like, when did you sleep? And that really was the year of naps. I didn't sleep. It was just whenever I had a second, I would nap. And I'd take mm-hmm. about like 10 cat naps a day and just keep riding it out for the rest of the year. Yeah. And uh, it worked really well. It was the, I also, I didn't know this at the time, but I had ADHD. And uh, I think being that busy just kept me so stimulated and so by the time i really had to crack down and focus on homework it was like you've got five minutes you don't have time to fuck around here yeah and so it really 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 actually helped and i wish i had the chutzpah to do that today yeah because the wow things would just be flying out of my brain things would be just getting done getting done I know. And it's probably a little bit of necessity. You're like, yeah. I don't have any other time, so I have to get this thing done. Right. And so everything gets done. There's, I can't remember what it's called, but there's some like principle that um, a thing that you have to do takes as much time as you have allotted for it. It either shrinks or expands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like you could get all that stuff done because you set it up so that you had to. Well, I, I mean, and now that I know I have ADHD, the mm-hmm. same, I mean, the same thing works now or happens now where if I'm given a month to do a project, I'm going to wait until the last day. And, yeah. uh, and then, but then it, it turns out amazing 24 hours later, but those 24 hours, I'm a fucking wreck. Like I'm oh, a totally. <laughs> Are you stressed about it leading up to those 24 hours or do you know yeah. yourself well enough that you're just like, now nah, I'm just going to bang it out then. A little bit of both. I yeah. know I'm, I know I'm going to nail it, but I know how much stress I'm going to have to be put under to nail it. So mm-hmm. it's almost like, 
you know, walking to the gallows in a way of like, I know this is going to be a really terrible experience for the next 24 hours, but by the end of it, I'm going to be really proud. And there's no doing it earlier. I have tried. And for some reason, if I do it in a prepared fashion, the -hmm. work just doesn't come out as well. There's really something about something about the sense of urgency or the, I, I usually say, uh, my motivation is fear. And yeah. that's, how, that's how I usually look at the world. And it's yeah. true. Like once I realize that like, I don't have much time, it's got to get done. It always turns out perfect. So totally. I can, I definitely can relate to that. I totally get it. Yeah. Well, speaking of not having as much time, I'm gonna let you go. I loved this food <laughs> cast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We didn't even talk about me being at home in case anyone's wondering. Uh, I have been home for a year. And so <laughs> That has this been- was all masking the fact that you've been out and about. <laughs> so we're like, look, it's that fine. Was- we don't, we won't talk about this stuff. Let's just talk about food the whole time. And we won't even have to get to the fact that you are moving and shaking in public. I mean, I still have a couple minutes if you wanted to ask any questions. Sure. Okay. Let's, you know what? Let's do like rapid fire. Yeah. Okay. Favorite movie of quarantine. Oh, favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future Part 2. Favorite oh movie- my God, M. I love back to the future part let's two. talk about it i said i have a few minutes but really i have like nothing to go to so, <laughs> so this changes everything um, i let love me my, let me charge my laptop really quick yes go for it <laughs> yeah no no no. i absolutely love the back to the future trilogy i've seen them eight thousand times and i think my order goes two one, one three, three. Yeah, yeah that's the that's the right way yeah uh three I still like you know. it. I do still like it, I have to say. But it's just the, it was two it, and one are so good. Two and one are so good. And three was I get what they were trying to do, but it was just too different from the other two movies. It had nothing yes. to do with the chase and there being alternate worlds and you know, there's a problem you gotta fix. I mean, I guess there was And a ZZ problem. Top is there. I mean, a lot of questions came into play in the last movie, and I didn't know how to process it. But no, the the second. What's so funny? I also do this thing. I have London Fog Fridays. Actually, today I also have Tea Time Tuesday, which is a thing. And then I have movie. Oh Mondays. yeah, that's where it gets gossipy. It's where it gets gossipy. Uh, mm-hmm. But movie Mondays every Monday at five o'clock on my Instagram Live, I watch an hour of a movie and answer people's questions while we watch it. And what uh, a good idea. It, well, I plan. Here's the thing. It was originally supposed to be Marvel Monday. It was Marvel mm-hmm. Monday, um, because this was when I thought that we were all going to be inside for like two weeks, maybe a month. I know. And so I said, like, oh, Marvel Monday, we're all watch a, an hour of a Marvel movie, and then we'll talk about Marvel. And then <laughs> we ran out of Marvel movies, which is hard to do. That's literally like 50, 60 hours of footage. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the midst of a Marvel movie rewatch, like oh, doing all excellent. that. So I get it. Well, so we finished that in hour chunks throughout mm. the year. And now it's like, well, now what? And so people yeah. suggested uh, other movies uh, and just make it movie Monday. So yesterday we watched back to the future part two and I dressed up cause I have my, I have a hoverboard. I have my hat. I have the jacket. I have the shoes. We actually, uh, for Christmas last year, a bunch of our listeners got together and bought me the shoes. The, oh, the that's Nike amazing. Air I know. So I, I'm, I'm keep, I haven't touched them since Christmas. I'm not walking around in them. First of all, yeah. I'm not going outside, but second of all, I want to save them for when I go back on tour they're going to be yes. my stage shoes. Yeah. And they'll be nice um, and crispy and fresh. Yeah. And they'll light up. I haven't touched mm-hmm. the battery. So, uh, yeah, I back to the future has been my favorite since I was like eight. 
And yeah. then, uh, and me then- too. I, when, okay, do you remember when, first of all, you remember AOL AIM? Do you remember that? Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure. Yeah. And there was a point where you could have, and it was like a new thing. You could have a website that was attached to your <laughs> AIM account. I think it was. It was before you could just make like a Squarespace or whatever. Right. I had a Back to the Future homepage where it was just a picture of old Biff from Back to the Future Part Two, and then I just like wrote three paragraphs about why Back to the Future rules. Wait a minute. If I stumbled upon your your screen name, I would have lost my mind. Oh God! It was. I- what the hell was my screen name? Oh shit, I don't remember. But anyway, <laughs> mine was Lefty Sponge because my mom picked it because I was a lefty and I watched SpongeBob that day. Um, <laughs> I too am a lefty, by the way. Oh, perfect. Well, yes. good. That, that, I I like a good lefty. Who doesn't? Speaking, speaking of Back to the Future, I went to. This is something I love to brag about with Back to the Future. Um, two things actually. When I first moved here. I realized that I'm bragging a lot in this podcast. Wow, that makes me sound like such a douche. Anyways. I honestly haven't noticed oh, the good. bragging. I really haven't. I feel, I feel like you're well, just talking like, to me. Well, let's see if you hear it this time. Um, <laughs> but when I first moved out here, one of the places I lived was uh, 10 minutes away from Marty McFly's house. Um, Ooh. Now I live 10 minutes away from the Burger King that you see him skateboard by and the very first part of Back to the Future 1 when there's that skateboarding sequence on the way to high school. Yeah. He skateboards past a Burger King and I live right next to that now. Um, not close enough that people can find me, but close enough right, that I can right. go there and take a picture. But when I live next to... My mouth is open, listeners. I'm, <laughs> I, this is amazing. When I, when I lived next to Marty McFly's house, I obviously went there to go take pictures. And I guess yeah. the person next door still lives there from when they filmed there. And when oh. she, she's like this very lovely older woman now, but I, I don't, she must have been there for a long time because the movie came out, what, 40 years ago? Yeah. And uh, I guess she took a lot of pictures of when people were like on her property filming the house. Mm -hmm. And so she must just have like a scanner or something and a stack of these. Like she had like all the pictures printed out on a piece of paper and she must have a stack of them by the front door. And whenever she sees people going to like take a picture with the house, she walks out and hands them this piece of paper. So I have a piece of paper that she where she scanned pictures of behind the scenes shots of them filming on her property. That is so sweet. Isn't that fun? So if you go to the house, hopefully you see a car in the driveway next door and they'll yeah. give you they'll give you pictures. That is so cool. You yeah. know, I had a somewhat similar experience once where I went to a tarot card reader. I just walked into a place off the street uh-huh. and she ended up like in the course of it, she for some reason was like, well, I, I'm saying for some reason, you'll know why. She said, do you like horror movies? And I was like, yes, I do. And she told me that her mom played Pamela Voorhees in <gasps> Friday the 13th, the original, Betsy I like how Palmer. She, pre- she prefaced it. She was like, are you going to like what I'm about to say? Exactly. Because she didn't want to waste what she had. She had uh-huh. a similar printout that uh-huh. was um, scanned pictures of her mom on the set of Friday the 13th, a scanned chunk of her mom's diary that said like, did filming today was crazy or whatever. Oh and, my God. And this woman went to horror cons like in the area and would sell memorabilia of her mom's. And she told me that she was, <laughs> and she told me she was running out of it. So now she brings 
these things and like sells them, but she gave me one. That's that's amazing. That's also I the know. most that's the most uh, mother daughter relationship I've ever heard. Of like, it's gonna make me money, mom. I'm taking it from your closet now. Totally, it was it was stuff like that. She was like, yeah, I had you know her shirt that she wore there, and just like it sounded like it was just like her mom's knickknacks at a certain point, but it was like this was touched by Betsy Palmer, and oh like super God. duper fans would buy them. Wow. Well, speaking of the second thing I was going to brag about is that I went to Back to the Future Con, which was uh, apparently they had it. I don't know if they still have it. It wouldn't be as special anymore. Mm -hmm. But I went to the one that was the most important, which was the 2015 one, because that's the year Marty comes back to the future. Yeah. And I wasn't originally supposed to go because it was a week long. Every day was like four hundred dollars. It was like beyond expensive. Uh, but I had in that the week before the the tickets totally sold out. My mom was I was an adult, by the way. My mom was like, you can't go. And I listened <laughs> to her. Uh, but I, so I wasn't going to go. But the week before I got in three car crashes, my girlfriend and I broke up and I got salmonella. <gasps> it was a bad week. And my mom was like, OK, I'll pay. Just pick a day and we'll and go for one day. And so uh so I went to the hoverboard day, which was the, it was the actual day where Marty came back. Cause I wanted to go like oh, on amazing. the day, obviously. Yes, you picked the o- right day. October 21st or 26th or something, but he, it's like the day he comes back. And so they had like set up part of like universal studios. There's like, they still have the, uh, they now call it like, uh, cl- like clock tower something. Mm-hmm. But at Universal Studios, the part where they filmed the like where Hill Valley was, they still have it named after Back to the Future. That is so cool. It's called like Clock Tower or Courthouse Lane or something. And but they had set it up like it was basically uh, like a little part of Hill Valley. And they cleared it so that all the people who paid tickets for this convention could go to Universal Studios that day. And at the exact minute where he's supposed to show up in town, they had a DeLorean fly through. Like that is insanely cool and then they bust us to this town i still don't know the name i feel like they gave us a fake name to this town and i was too new to la i didn't know what was going on <laughs> didn't but they the razzle dazzle probably weird <laughs> i was not prepared for it but they bust us to this town where they i'm not kidding and i'm i don't i'm pretty sure i'm not being dramatic they evacuated that town for the day they like paid businesses to shut down and leave and they had all these set people come in and repurpose all of the buildings to look like hill valley and they oh. had like they put posts in the yard they had on one side they had all these cars from the 50s parked on the other side they have all these futuristic cars people who had like either like bought or auctioned uh back to the future vehicles or people who had like cosplayed their own cars were driving around the area they had the pinheads playing uh they had they literally did it in front of a courthouse where they must have had location scouts for months because this is unreal they found a place with a courthouse and then right next to it like right through the town were train tracks and they like repurposed a train to be seen there to look like the 1885 one and then someone brought a like a DeLorean out so you could take pic- they put it on the train tracks so that you could uh, get a picture on the train tracks in a DeLorean in front of the train like in 1885 they were selling hoverboards left and right and they had the original hoverboard crew from Back to the Future Part 2 there to help rig up a hoverboarding system so you could hoverboard through Hill Valley like Marty did oh. I only went, 
This my was God. only, and they, when I say they like decked out the buildings, I mean inside too. Like they had, they found this, this town had a weird little like vintage movie theater and they mm-hmm. had decked it out to say like Jaws 19 on yeah. the front. And when you would go when they played Back to the Future documentaries, they had a store that was clearly actually an antique store and they put all these signs up that said like blast from the past and they put all the window displays to have dust busters and the sports almanac in there. I mean, it was out of sight it was and that was i only it was went for, out of time it was out of time <laughs> i i only went for one day they had a restaurant there it was lou's diner lou's cafe also that that was the day uh, if you remember uh you i think it was usa today in the movie they have the newspaper where it shows that like marty's son goes to jail and then it changes yeah. to griff's son goes to jail yeah and uh or that griff goes to jail and because we were part of the convention, we got early access to both copies. So I have one of each because USA Today actually did print worldwide a fake cover that day. Oh, of I love the back, that. Of the Back to the Future cover that you saw in the movie. Yeah. And uh, it said like, you know, you know, Marty McFly Jr. jailed. If anyone didn't ever see Back to the Future and saw that newspaper that day, they were like, <laughs> right. what the fuck is going You're on? Like, Who's Marty McFly and why is this front page news? <laughs> but so I have a copy of both of those. It was... I only went for one day of a week. I can't even imagine what the other six days were like. The other six days, it must have been like just a most most insane immersive experience to to be living in Back to the Future for a week. It blew my, I mean, everyone was in cosplay. I was surrounded by Marty McFly's for 24 hours. At the end of it, by the way, at the end of um, like the day, because people were eating at Lou's Diner and you could go Mm -hmm. see the movies. Um, in Hill Valley, they put up like this big inflatable movie screen and we all watched Back to the Future Part 2 where he comes back to the future. And Leah Thompson was there to like oh watch God. it with us. So she answered questions before and all that. So it was like a whole day of just being surrounded by hundreds of Marty McFly's. It was the best day of my life. That's amazing. <laughs> so Did you dress like Marty McFly? I didn't own anything yet, but I had the yeah. hat and I knew from the movie that in 2015, the cool thing to do was like have your pockets inside yes. out. So that was all I did. But yeah, um, I got to like take pictures with a bunch of people who were very good at impersonating like Biff and all that. So. Oh, that's awesome. Were there people who like looked like Biff and they're like, this is my time. Like I can dress like Biff and now it makes sense that I look like this guy. Like this is my time to shine. I look like Thomas Lennon. Well, there was, there was one person or I guess it was like a couple or like three brothers. Thomas Wilson. Thomas Lennon's the guy from um, Reno 911. (laughs) Tom Wilson. He, uh, there were three, I'm thinking they were brothers or friends or something who were really into it. And one dressed like, 1955 Biff, 1985 Biff, and then uh, someone dressed as Mad Dog Tannen, and then there was someone who dressed as Griff. So there was four of them, I guess. Uh, But that was a fun picture to take of like all of the Biffs together. Oh, that's amazing. The closest I've gotten to that is that I went to Universal Studios in Florida, and they did Mm -hmm. have a DeLorean there. Yeah. And they had like a probably replica part of the train from the third movie. So I stood in front of it and took a picture where I pointed like to my jeans. Do you you know what I'm talking about? That little kid, he like points to his wiener in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A real highlight. They had, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've taken a picture there too. They used to have a Back to the Future ride there. That was one of the first, the first rides I think that they made in that park. And then they took it down for 
something else that's not as interesting. No, but, I know. I'm complete. I th- I think that maybe the Fast and the Furious ride yeah. is what was the Back to the Future ride because I I read about that too when I was there and I was like, oh, I wish that was there. Yeah, it was it was a bunch of Steven Spielberg stuff. They had like that's why they had like an ET ride, which was my favorite. I fucking me loved, too. I, I loved that ride. Me. Two, I loved it. I could have gone on that a million times. I'm a Me big too. weenie. I don't like um, roller coasters and stuff. I love a dark ride where you're sitting and they're just taking you through a bunch of shit well, to look at. Well, I so the reason I got into like you know the movie industry or whatever, I'm I'm huge on like sets and feeling mm-hmm. like you're really part of a world. And like to this day, I live near like the Warner Brothers Studios, and I without having family in town, go on that tour all the time. Like I, oh, I would. I love walking, like walking through the town being like, oh my God, I'm a part of this. Like I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a movie. Like I'm such a total nerd. And being on that ET ride, basically for those who don't know, you are sitting on a bike as if you're like Elliot and Mm -hmm. you're biking. uh, You're supposed to like bike up into the sky eventually. And it's a super slow ride. It's like the slowest bicycle you'll ever ride in your life. And, but eventually when you go up and you're over the city, you're not. It is like the ch- the cheapest, easiest set design idea where you're still at the exact same height you were before, but like I would say what three feet beneath yes, you something is like that. the whole town. They they made like a miniature scale city, so when you look down, it looks like you're flying hundreds mm-hmm. of feet in the air. But really, you could probably just step off the bike and break that. You could touch it, yeah. And <laughs> I I remember as a child being blown i was like i am in the fucking sky like, it's, still, it's still my favorite i think they were about to take it down or something i i've heard i i wouldn't be surprised because i only went on it for the first time i actually went to to universal and disney right before lockdown last year just coincidentally oh. like when when i was away in florida like the day before i was going to come back was the news that the coronavirus had entered the us mm. and um so we like just got in there but yeah i wouldn't be surprised because it's old as hell it was like clearly made and not updated since it was like the made, 80s it was made when et came out like, yeah, for sure yeah. and it's <laughs> definitely like you know they'll like do a dusting and stuff but it's not like it's been updated <laughs> for this age so yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if it gets replaced but it's so good i wish they wouldn't I, I hope they don't. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if people are like Disney heads, I'm not much of a Disneyland person. I mm-hmm. definitely, my favorite uh, theme park is Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people have done the Peter Pan ride at Disney, it's the same concept. Like, I want to because it's the same concept. There was like a humongous line or something, or maybe it was, I don't know the deals, but I didn't get to do the Peter Pan ride, but I heard it, it was like the same. I've only, so I've done the ET ride a million times because it was the best. And then, mm-hmm. but I've only been to Disney once. I've been, I've been to Disney World once and Disneyland once. And both times I was like, that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I, like, I don't have it in me to stand in lines that long and that, that big of a crowd. It's just so and, tedious is the thing. I love yeah. it. Like, I think it's awesome and so absorbing and everything mm-hmm. but it just it takes so much longer yeah. than universal or anywhere else so i totally get that well so i and also like the fast pass really isn't a fucking fast pass and all that so no i'm gonna go eventually because they're coming out with like avengers land or something mm-hmm. and so on principle i'm gonna have to go but yeah i'm not going like opening day to like not be able to experience anything in the heat with people after a pandemic 
after you, spending hundreds of dollars. No, thank you. You're right on target. Because actually, when we went, we just like we had great luck because we went right before the pandemic, but we had some bad luck because we went to Hollywoodland or whatever it is where Star Wars is. Mm. Um, we happened to go without realizing on the same day that they opened a new ride. Oh, uh, so Gal- it is like, it the, the Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh no, that's no. It was like a Mickey and Minnie like movie ride or something like that. Oh, okay. So it was like packed mm-hmm. and we're like, oh crap, like this sucks. Like it was just like entirely packed. And then the next, it, we just like, we went exactly with what the crowd was doing accidentally. The next day we went to the magic kingdom and so did everyone else. <laughs> um, so like it was just so crowded, like even just waiting to get a drink took forever. And I got to the front and we went during the week, like weekdays. And I said to the person, like, is it usually this crowded on like a Tuesday? Yeah. And she was like, no, actually, Actually, yesterday it was completely dead here because everybody was at the new Mickey and Minnie ride, but they all did that yesterday. So they're here today. And I was like, oh, God damn it. I went, I, I went to, uh, Disney as I went to the one on in Florida. I don't know their name. I don't know the difference. I don't either. I don't either. I went to the one on the East coast when I was a kid and I loved it because I was a kid and didn't realize how miserable my parents probably were. And, uh, and then I did the one over here when I graduated from grad school because the, the program brought me out to LA. So, mm-hmm. um, I was already out here. My mom came to visit me and my mom was like, do you want to like go to your graduation? And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, and good so call. it was like, just mail me the diploma. And so she was like, well, we could like go to Disney or something and like celebrate. And we went and like three hours later, we were like, <laughs> let's go home. <laughs> I was like, You're just like exhausted. I'm so tired. I was like, well, we, It feels like it felt like there must have been a brand new ride that day. And I just didn't know about it. It it Uh was just so many lines for nothing. And also the Peter Pan ride. That was the day I wrote it. And I was like, it was a 30 second. I mean, it was whatever the ET ride is that you're thinking of. Yeah. Like a quarter of that time. And it was a line. We were in the line for like two hours. And I was like, I waited two hours to sit in that goddamn cart for 15 seconds. I'm over it. I was like, (laughs) I don't want to do this again. So let's just go. Um, I totally get that. I don't know. I'm, I'm just really impatient when it comes to having to wait in lines. My, my girlfriend, I, uh, when I first met her, there's one thing that I have to do every year since I moved out to LA. And I've got like my, I have a calendar of all the Halloween horror spots we have to like hit on every October. And there's four specific ones that I love that. We, and there's only four weekends in October. So every weekend Perfect. is dedicated to one of those. And then if there's anything else we want to do, we make that a week, a weeknight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first met Allison, she was not from a family that does like fast passes or pays extra for like the front of the line stuff. Yeah. And I was like, usually I'm totally understanding of that. But <laughs> like I told her the first time around, I was like, I know we're dating and like, I'm supposed to make a good impression. And I'm like trying to like be really like, like wonderful and, and humble and all that. But either you also get a front of the line ticket or you don't come like there or I'll there's see you later. <laughs> there's, there's no in between. And, uh, because also the four places I want to go are the four like most crowded spaces. And I've only got right. one night and I don't walk a lot. So like we we're out of that time crunch. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so there was one time in the beginning of our relationship where she was like, can we just try one of them without me having to spend that much money? And let's just do general admission. And I was 
livid, but also it was, I was brand new into the relationship and I was like, so you I have, have to like pretend to be normal. I was like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. And I was so over it. Before as long we as we're together, there. we'll still make it fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so fucking over it. And so we went there, we waited in line for three hours for one attraction. And by the time we got through that one thing, the park was closing. And oh, I was no like, and she, I looked at her and I was like, did you learn? I was like, could this, could this be a learning experience now? Like, can we now, we'll never have the conversation again. Right. And we don't, we don't have to ever revisit this. This is just going to be an, an inherent known thing. We're going to take this as a memory where we, we now, the memory is we never want this memory again. And so. Right. It's a productive memory. Yeah. And then the next day we, uh, the next week we did a, like a frontline fast pass thing and it was the first time she ever done one. And I'm not trying to say that like you should be bougie. I mean, I totally understand like people not having enough money to do it or anything. I just happened to be lucky enough that I could afford it. And when I, I also paid for hers too. Cause I was mm. like, look, just as a treat, That's nice. I'm going to just as proof that like the last experience was not great. I'm yeah. going to pay, personally pay for your, your front line. And you just compared the experiences. Yeah. You're going to notice how much nicer I am. <laughs> gonna realize that i bring snacks and yeah. shit uh but so we were going through it and she was like oh yeah this is this is a lot nicer and so i was like as long as we can afford it like there's no reason to not do this so yes yes especially I if am. you're doing it once i mean we i save up all year for it especially even when i first moved out here i did not have a lot of money but me and my one friend who's a big halloween fan we would wait we would save up all 10 months so uh-huh. that we could just really appreciate all of october and not feel bad about it and it was the best it was so worth it that's a genius move honestly i need to get a little bit i i've go through phases where i'm better at saving for things and then being able to just enjoy it guilt-free mm-hmm. but i feel like this is a good reminder we still and, we still do that for halloween it is definitely yeah. worth it that's a good idea. I also so does your impatience extend to commercials like watching TV? <laughs> yes, because I have not for some reason I'll pay like X amount of dollars for a fast pass, but I won't just buy the like premium Hulu subscription. Like I oh, won't. You gotta. I know. I every time there's an ad, I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And oh, I used, I, used to I can't deal take with them it all the time as a kid. I don't know why I can't handle it now. We've adapted in a bad way. We, you know, we, we know that it doesn't have to be that way. So it's so much more annoying. I, if I have the capability to watch something live, I have yeah. DVR. I still won't watch it live. I'll wait for 20 minutes so I can, yeah, go buy all the commercials. Yes, totally. It's all way to fly for me. I totally get it. I even YouTube shows. I'm like, do I want to like, how long is this? How many ads are there going to be? Yeah. And this is me being so white. Like, obviously I'm going to sit through and watch it, but part of me is going to feel really inconvenienced. And I remember yeah. as a kid thinking like, I, you know what I, as, as we're having this moment, I'm realizing that maybe it's because there's the skip ad option sometimes. And so every now and then you wait for it. And then yep. the, the, other inconveniences. Well, had I known that I could have ran and like gone to the bathroom or I could have gotten yes. something to drink, but I sat here waiting to find out that I couldn't skip it. And now it's too late and I have to sit here and watch the last 15 seconds before my thing starts right. again. Right. Your time has not been optimized at all. Right. Like I remember as a kid that, you know, the TV commercials are on, you race to the bathroom and then someone screams, it's back on, it's back on. You yeah. don't get that now. You just, it's like you sit and you suffer for 30 seconds or Mm-hmm. It's just, or it doesn't happen at all. So yeah, I know it's 
look, the internet and technology gives and it takes away. (laughs) Just like the Lord, just like the Lord. Uh They have that in common. (laughs) Okay. You mentioned that you will have to go to Avengers land. Mm -hmm. So I just got to hit you with this. I know you really liked WandaVision. I did. I loved it. Right. So how did you feel about the finale? I think all of us felt kind of ugh about it. I I yeah, love I loved parts of it. I uh-huh. I loved her origin story after seven years of giving us her without an origin story. But I I liked I liked the origin story. Um I I think I'm just really upset because I was expecting a cameo from someone really big. I was too. So were you taken in by that Paul Bettany quote? I was too. I was too. And then as soon as I heard it, so there was this, Paul Bettany gave this interview where he said that there's a big cameo in the finale and then it's somebody he's always wanted to work with Mm -hmm. and that they got along super well, that he was super funny and handsome and whatever. So I was totally (laughs) taken in by that. And I was like, all right, it's going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. It's got to be. It has to be. It has right. to be, especially because, you know, the next time we're going to see Scarlet Witch is uh, Doctor Strange 2. Yes. A lot of people were also thinking because they really threw us with the Evan Peters being Quicksilver because a yep. lot of people thought, oh, now finally X-Men is going to merge. And maybe yes. the person he's been thinking is like Professor X or even Magneto or some shit like that. It really mm-hmm. bl- that blew my mind. I was like, maybe I should be prepared for an X-Men. Um, an X-Man. Um, yeah, next man. Yeah. And so, but it ended up literally being Paul Bettany himself playing a get opposite himself as white vision. And right. I, I, so was it was like, a cheeky thing where he was basically saying like, Oh, I got to work with myself. And ugh, yeah, I was yeah. disappointed for sure. I, I was too. And I, I didn't understand going into this, what the purpose of this was at all. If not to help us understand the Dr. Strange gap, the, the bridge mm-hmm. to that. I guess now she's probably going to go to him be, to like learn all of the the dark arts or yeah. you know magic in general especially cuz I think the dark hold or the book that she had was the one missing from his shelf in the in his first movie right Oh I actually no I don't know I hadn't remember, heard that theory that makes total sense though He I remember in Doctor Strange 1 he goes to uh He's when he's like seeing the library for the first time, there's an aisle of books that are chained up and he like, or is it chained up? Or maybe in my mind, there's like a Mandela effect happening where he's, it's all but maybe up. he like doesn't have access to them or something. Yeah. He tries to touch them and Wong kind of slaps his hand away and is like, oh no, those are for the most powerful. That's the dark. Oh, do you remember? The, and, and one of them was missing and we never heard about it again. And I think that it was the one Agnes had. That would make, oh, that would make sense. Yeah. I actually love it. See, this stuff gets me so charged up. And I wish that that had ended up somehow being alluded to a little bit more plainly, if that is going to be the thing in the finale. I I still really enjoyed it. There were things that were super cool about it. But I I think that, I don't know, there was just such a buildup for it. And which is the case with a lot of finales. Um, but that, usually, but usually Marvel delivers and yeah, yeah. And I thought it was going to be even bigger cause I fell for it, but Marvel, after they realized so many people were thinking an X-Men could, an X-Man could show yeah, up or something, X-boy. They, an X-Guy, With guy, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, Marvel literally put out a press release apologizing about like, you're going to be disappointed about I the know. finale. And I thought like, wow, they really have me fooled. Like, me too. I'm me gonna, too. 
they are just trying to like calm me down so that I can really be blown away later. And then that's really, exactly what I thought. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, they really were apologizing in advance. Um, yeah, it was an actual apology, not like these yeah. people aren't going to know what hit them. <laughs> <laughs> I was my one major disappointment. Like, you know, I was like, oh, I wish I'd been bigger. I don't like that they took away the coolness of Quicksilver by making yeah. it that he's actually just Ralph Boner. Yeah. And so why is he Evan Peters then? I know. That's really just like fucking with you then. It really, it, that one, the first time he showed up, I lost it. I was like, what does this mean? Me I, too. I was like, the implications. <laughs> I was like, we're layering worlds like a lasagna right now. Yes. I have no idea what's going on. Yes. And, and now it's just like he was a random He's just neighbor. some guy, but he happens to look just like that other superhero. And, but then that makes people think from the very first episode, Jimmy Woo and Monica Rambeau were there to check on a someone in witness protection. So maybe... He actually, yeah, it's true. Maybe they wanted you to think that, like, he that that necklace he was wearing from Agnes gave him powers, but maybe it was just keeping him in a trance to like hold Monica hostage. But he always had the powers, and he is a witness protection person, and he is maybe a dove. Uh, I mean, the multiverse is a, like gonna be one of the next movies that comes out, maybe, yeah, he's right. Quicksilver from another multiverse, and he's hidden in witness protection in a whole other world that is Westview. Oh, I hope so. I hadn't thought about that or read that. That no, I haven't read it either. That's my whole thought. That's just like, your theory. I'm, I'm trying. I think to that's a good theory. I'm trying to shove him in a box of why would they pick Evan Peters of all people to yes. be Quicksilver? And it's like, well, if we're about to talk about alternate realities for the next ten movies, it would make totally. sense they would pick him from another superhero world, put him into Westview, call him call it witness protection, but it's not even on this realm. It's just they right. really put him in witness protection because he's not even in his own fucking planet or yeah. his own space. That's my guess because I know and that makes sense. I feel like that could be because you're right. It's just to to choose somebody so significant and then make him like, oh no, it just turns out he's just the neighbor. Yeah. It's just boner. Yeah, like that. You're, you know what? I th- I think you've got something. Honestly, I sure hope so because I got none of the rest with one division. So yeah. I wasn't expecting any of that. I wasn't either. I don't know a whole lot about like more backgroundy Marvel characters actually. So I didn't know about Agatha Harkness as mm. a character until I was watching WandaVision and then getting super into the theories and everything. Yeah. I didn't but, know about I didn't know too much about her either, but I when I knew a show about Wanda was going to come out. I tried to like cram in some research. And then, I mean, my biggest disappointment with the whole show is that Mephisto never showed. That was the, I know that that whole thing. I was telling people every Marvel Monday, I was like, Mephisto's going to be there. If it's not Dr. Strange, it's Mephisto. If it's not Mephisto, it's Dr. Strange. It's gotta be one of the two. Maybe it's both. And that's why our brains are going to explode. It was fucking neither of them. I know. I was very on board the theory that it was going to turn out to be Mephisto and that like Agatha was kind of like a smaller bad guy and that he'd be kind of the big bad. Yeah. And it's so surprising that it didn't happen. And they usually have their shit so together that it makes me hope that there is still a bigger plan. But it, it it's yeah. gotta be well, I knew I knew from the beginning that um Wanda's kids, Billy and Tommy, were going to die in some way or yeah. not be here because they're supposed to be reincarnated later as Wicked and Speed. Right. Which I think it's cute that you they already had their powers to them before they even were reincarnated into superheroes. Yes. Um but they're so, they come from Mephisto. Like he has right. to get mentioned eventually. And you're bringing Agatha Harkness into it, who works with Mephisto. So there's no right. way you wouldn't mention him. And we just never fucking discussed it. So like I now I'm praying for a Mephisto Doctor Strange situation. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, think it's going to happen. I mean, and I think that they were kind of like 
they sort of knew that because they had Evan Peters' character say some like kind of like devilly things. Like I think he yeah. called them little demons. I can't remember, but there were things that felt like Easter eggs. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is coming. And I they must have known that people would think that way. So maybe there still is something coming. There's gotta be. There's no way you can I mean, for it's the best part about Marvel is it's comic book nerds writing for comic book nerds. There's yeah. no way you would put all of that together and leave out one of the main characters. Like it's yes. gotta happen, right? I feel like it I definitely feel like it has to happen. Did you watch Falcon the Wil- in the Winter Soldier? Yeah, which again yeah. is another eye roll. <laughs> I, I, once you have something like WandaVision, what what am I supposed to feel for Falcon and Winter Soldier? Which sucks because Captain America is my favorite superhero. And so I think I'm already kind of jaded because it's like, well, I know he's not coming back. So this is like just kind of the best of what I've got now. Yeah. Um, but also with something as magical and dopamine thrilling as WandaVision, just to give me basically like, a spy movie. That's the thing. It feels basic now in comparison. Yeah. Like if they, this had come out first, maybe we'd all be like, whoa, it's a, it's a Marvel TV show. Yeah. Now that WandaVision happened, it's like, well, this it's, is all just on the surface. It's sandwiched between a show about an Android and a witch with chaos magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, Loki, a demigod who's time traveling. So that like, looks so good. I'm going to lose my, f- I already have, but it's, I can't process Loki, it is going to rock my fucking world. Especially, I think you're like, right. I think it's going to be WandaVision level. I feel like this is the weird kind of like basic show in between these two like cataclysmic, like strange weirdo shows that are yeah. awesome. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of Loki, I'm pretty sure that Black Widow's alive. Oh, I think so too. Right? I mm-hmm. th- thank yeah. you. First person to agree with me on this, but I'm pretty sure. She's really? Alive. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. She's got to be. Yes, I completely agree. Anyway, so, but Falcon and Winter Soldier, I, I watched it because I have to. I've, Mm -hmm. I've joked around with this before, but like, this could not be a better paywall where Disney's like, you don't even want to fucking watch this and you have to, to know what's going on later. Yes. I, you know, (laughs) quoting your own tweet. It's not like even a good tweet, but I'm just telling you I'm on the same page. When I was watching it, I tweeted Disney plus really has me by the short hairs. because (laughs) Like I'm not going anywhere. I'm like not even particularly engaged by what I was watching at the moment. I I tweeted during it, but I was just like, they've got me. (laughs) They've got me. And also, so I'm not even going to have, I'm not asking them to let go. Like I just, no, no, it's just, I'm completely in. I, I just, I really quickly also kind of a, a tie to end game with Falcon winter soldier is that red skull showed up in end game. And that could have not thrown me fucking more because red skull is supposed to technically uh, kill captain America. He's, I think okay. going, he's supposed to um, brainwash a Sharon Carter who kills mm-hmm. him. Mm hmm. And uh, I think that's right. If I'm wrong, comic book nerds, please don't come at me. But I'm pretty fucking (laughs) sure that's how this goes. I know Red Skull is involved in Captain America's death. And so when he just went away after the first Captain America movie and I never saw him again, I was like, okay, I guess they're going a different direction. I guess we're safe. And then 20 movies later, we're like, we have all forgotten about him. He's just hanging out, protecting the Mind Stone or the Soul Stone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why on earth would you bring this fucker back in the same movie? You get rid of Captain America without them interacting at all. Like, Captain America, by the way, wasn't on that planet. He has no clue that Red Skull still even exists. And like, why would you bring him back? 
to to not kill Captain America. What a right. weird fucking character in your inventory you just threw there. And also, why would you put him right before Falcon and Winter Soldier? Is he going where Sharon Carter is say, now one of the main characters? Do you think but that's the, part of the deal? Like, were they playing a long game by putting him in there? Maybe, but like that would mean that at some point, either Bucky, Falcon, and Sharon Carter, and Zemo, who apparently is like on the run with them, mm-hmm. uh, they all have to end up on a planet, uh, like outer yeah. space, which doesn't seem realistic. Like it's, yeah. And and also this like definitely dead phantom red skull creature has to come to Earth. Like that, neither of them make sense. So why, I don't know why they reintroduced him right before a Captain America show to not have them interact. That is weird. You know what? I wonder if it's like, you know, because they, they do things so super well, but I wonder if every once in a while it's like a TV show where they'll have something that they introduce as a plot point and they're like, uh, never mind, and just take it away. But yeah. now we are so programmed to be looking for everything in a Marvel movie. Like we're looking at all the background stuff. We're staying after the credits. Yeah. And so many things do mean something that we assume everything is going to, but maybe some threads they're just going to drop. I'm maybe I feel like that's a big one. That's a big thread to yeah, drop. yeah. For people who are like, because I don't, I don't know anything about Red Skull. But for people who know, you're right. That does sound like a huge thread to drop. Especially because the whole hype of Endgame was like they kept saying nobody's safe. So like then maybe yes. not everyone's going to make it. And we oh, knew it was so fun. And we knew that uh, Chris, <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, and we totally. knew that we knew that Chris Evans' contract was up. And so the second mm-hmm. I saw Red Skull, and You're I like, knew this was his last movie, I was like, "This fucker's gonna kill him once and for all." And then yeah. they never even interacted with each other. Yeah, but, that is really weird. It, it blew my mind. So I'm I'm nervous for the future. I know. I think we all should be. They're never. <laughs> nobody's ever safe. <laughs> them on screen or us from the stress <laughs> of wondering what's gonna happen to them. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Well, Em, thank you so, so much for talking to me, for staying on for so long. Oh, I've yeah. had such a good time. Oh, I've had the best time. Thank you for letting me. Uh, maybe you were trying to leave a half an hour ago and I said, no, no, no I just wanted I'm to free. give <laughs> I just wanted to give you the out and not be rude and <laughs> no, not I make wa- you like, shit, when is this over? <laughs> I wanted the end. So thank you for letting me stay and talk Disney and Marvel and f- only food and nothing else with you. It was very fun. <sighs> honestly the dream thank you so so much it was a nice break from having to talk i mean i love my podcast all the way by the way which is Mm -hmm. paranormal and true crime if you happen to like that stuff but it's nice to have an interview where i just just shoot the shit so thank you i appreciate that's what i figured that'd be fun to just talk about just like whatever is going on in other parts of life it's really really fun for me too so everybody make sure if you're not already that you subscribe to and that's why we drink to hear paranormal and true crime stories and also a little bit of like banter and just talk like this in the beginning i think yes everybody would really love it and make sure that you follow m on social media yes at the m schultz yes exactly excellent Well, Em, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I had a blast. Me too. And everybody, I will talk to you soon. Bye.